Hello and welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to Paul Thompson, founder and MD of Wild and Heart, who offer the highest quality men's grooming gifts and accessories. And I'm going to pull a short clip from the website, which you can find, by the way, at wildandheart.co.uk. Each wet shaving razor and shaving brush is manufactured from stainless steel and hand-finished at the home of the British steel industry in Sheffield before being dispatched to their London HQ for distribution. Wild and Heart Limited are members of the Made in Britain campaign. This is an initiative which is endorsed by the British government, supported by British manufacturers and recognised by consumers both at home and abroad. The Wild and Heart brand features three exclusively designed shaving accessory collections, each influenced by the architecture and the splendour of iconic London houses and palaces. And so here is Paul Thompson to tell the story of Wild and Heart. Yeah, uh, my name's Paul Thompson. I'm the director. Um, have been since the uh, the creation back in 2014. Before uh, Wild and Hearts, I uh, worked as a web designer, and uh, one of my jobs was designing an e-commerce website for one of the uh, uh, the grooming shops in St James's, which is how I got into this uh, this business. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it sort of started from there, really. Right. Okay. And so, what was the inspiration for going out and launching this on your own? Well, previous start the starting the business, myself and one of the contacts I met uh, from on the e-commerce website, chatted about the lack of high-end British uh, made shaving accessories. So we decided to create some razor samples, uh, refine the designs, and then uh, yeah, and then think about um, you know, bringing some products to market. You say you launched in 2014, is that right? Yeah, yes. I've been there before the company, but before that, I spent a couple of years. Uh, working as a hobby, really getting some uh, some razor collections uh, ready, uh, good to go. And talk a little bit, please, about the design process for these razors. Like, how long does it take to actually kind of bring something from concept to market, something like this? Okay, it takes it takes a bit of time. Um, I mean, the, one of the main reasons we got involved with this was to create some some uh, some stainless steel uh, razors as opposed to the, the plastic uh, solutions which most companies sell. So it takes, it takes a bit of time for the CAD drawings to get signed off and uh, some samples to come out. And then we do a bit of testing and then we uh, uh, manufacture a batch and uh, get them polished. So it probably takes, it can take up to a couple of months really uh, to, to, to bring a new product to, to market. Right. And the designs itself, I mean, people can check these out on the website, um, wildandheart.co.uk. The designs themselves have this kind of like octagonal stainless steel, but with like almost a, a circular beading. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, we wanted um, sort of two or three very different designs, and um, I'm quite uh, I'm quite into Art Deco uh, architecture. And um, so the octagonal design was is well, it was based on uh, uh, based on an Art Deco influence, and then we saw something more modern and more contemporary. So that's the um, the, the hel- helical design. Um, and then got, yeah, then we got a third design, which is something quite minimal and um, you know, quite sophisticated. So yeah, we do offer quite uh, you know, quite a nice range of uh, creative um, sort of razor handles and shaving brush handles. Yes, I'll get on to the the shaving handles in a sec. I was just going to ask you about the names of the razors or the range. So we have the Aspley, the Outham, and the Osterley. If, that, if I've got that right. So why did you choose these names for the razors? 
Well, well, uh, the um, another sort of main element of Golden Heart is everything is as much as possible is made in Britain. So, keeping with the uh, British theme, the Razor collections inspired by the, the grandeur and opulence of iconic houses and palaces in London, with Eldon, Eldon Palace uh, being one, uh, the former uh, residence of uh, the very young Henry VIII, and then uh, Apsley House, um, the Duke of Wellington. Uh, um, as a reference there, and of course, as you just mentioned, um, Osterley, Osterley House, uh, yeah, famous, uh, famous for Batman. <laughs> I do, um, yeah. And if anyone wants to know which Batman, it's uh, Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, the one with it's the last one, isn't it, in the trilogy of the Nolans? I'm not too familiar with, uh, with all the uh, all the uh, the Batman films. I'm, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so I've got more knowledge of James Bond than I have Batman, I'm afraid. Well, you've come to the right place, sir. <laughs> Big Bond fans over here as well. Okay. <laughs> well, you might have been tempted to call it Blenheim Palace, maybe. Or is the next one on the on the list going to be yeah, Bond-related? Yeah, so, yeah there, there, are, there are quite a few options. I mean, uh, certainly Blenheim and up near, near us, we uh, are based up in Derbyshire. And uh, Chatsworth is not too far away. Um, so there are, no, there's, there's plenty, plenty of inspiration around around the UK, some uh, some lovely sort of palaces and houses. Yeah, yeah. So nice. the range, uh, the range is could be expanding in the future. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that tie in there. So how hard is it, Paul, to have this kind of product engineered and manufactured in the UK? Was there ever an option to have it made elsewhere, <clears throat> maybe slightly cheaper or slightly differently? I was determined to have these uh, these designs uh, uh, manufactured here in Great Britain, and uh, luckily, uh, being you know, um, uh, based in Derbyshire on the on the doorstep of uh, Sheffield, I ventured up into the what was the old industrial sort of quarter, and uh, and started asking around and uh, got some contacts for manufacturers locally, and um, yeah, a couple of, of of companies were very. Uh, keen on the idea of helping one in particular and uh, this company have developed helped me develop all of the all of the products um it's not particularly cheap but uh, we have a lot more control um over anything which is done locally to us and uh, we've got more control of uh, of the stock as well we're not relying on on um you know on items arriving from, from abroad and uh you know, perhaps not you know, giving us uh, problems down down the line yeah. So it's uh, it took 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 a bit of took a bit of doing, but I was I was confident that um, we find the right the right people, and we did. And getting something like this off the ground, uh, a lot I've seen a lot of brands start up through crowdfunding and Kickstarter, and you know raise capital that way. Did you ever have to go down that avenue to get to get it off and running? No, I've uh, I've always worked as well. For the first few years, I was I was I was working uh, um, as, a, as a web designer actually, and uh, so I did this on the side. So I saved a bit of money, um, and um, in fact, I ran ran the idea past past my father a few years back, and uh, he said, "Right, you know how much do you need?" And I started talking. And, uh, so I got some help from uh, from my parents. Um, a couple of friends have, have offered as well. So. Um, yeah, I've, I've been lucky to have the support of uh, those close to me. So at the moment, I've uh, managed to keep everything in house as it were. Moving on to uh, some of the brushes now. So you have both the Badger brush hairs and the synthetic hair brushes. Yes, uh, that's correct. For people that don't know too much, and I'm going to put myself in that bracket, <laughs> could you tell, tell me a little bit about the benefits of having Badger hair and why Badger hair is so important for white shape? Well, there's, uh, there's um, the main difference is is the badger hair is very water absorbent, 
and um, and synthetic fibres aren't quite as much, but it's uh, it's getting very close now, and and um, it's 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 well the the, the uh, there's a lot more awareness of uh, synthetic fibres, um, their environmental um, uh, sort of place, and uh, so we're now, we're now starting to sell more synthetic fibres uh, than we are badger hair. But the right. main difference is, is just when, when, when you lather up, you can get uh, a more creamy uh, uh, dense, uh, density to your shaving cream with badger hair. And uh, not far behind now is synthetic, uh, synthetic fibres. And it's, um, yeah, it's a pretty close run race now. I heard before the advance of like fibres and, and technology and stuff like that, we'd use badger hair because they are the strongest but longest pointing hair. Yes, right? yes, they are actually, yes, yes, yes. And they, they, do take, they do stay very straight. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and so I'm uh, not entirely sure what's um, back, back, back in the day, how many animals they tried. <laughs> they tried and tested. They are horse hair and, um, and boar hair. Uh, but I think badger, badger, badger hair ends up being the one uh, preferred by the, uh, by the English gentleman now. Back in the 1800s. So, what shape is the company in now, Paul? It's been running for six years. What is the landscape like now for Wild and Heart, and what have you got in the pipeline for the future? Well, it's been it's been pretty buoyant. Um, what starts off as a uh, as a hobby that made a little bit of pocket money has uh, now developed into 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 a business which which you know pays uh, uh, which pay, pays a wage and. Uh, and it's um, it's it's it, yes yeah, it's it's, it, it's going it's, it's really it's going quite well. It's all about education, trying to get people uh, to 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 perhaps use more sustainable ways of uh, methods of shaving, like with our um, our safety razors, which which we, we focus heavily on. Um, and that's pretty much where the direction the company is going to be going in the uh, in the years ahead, as we develop um, sort of stainless all, all stainless steel, solid stainless steel safety razors. And uh, and progress from uh, from there. So uh, trying to get people away from perhaps cartridge uh, razors. It's not a bad thing to use cartridge razors. Uh, they are convenient, but I think for people who really want a proper shave, mm. you know, it's it's go down the route of a, of a good traditional safety razor um, made in England, stainless steel, and a good a good uh, badger brush or synthetic uh, shaving brush. It's uh, it's yeah, that's where we want people to go. You have uh, some razors on your site that are compatible with standard cartridge razors though yes we do we yeah. do um as much as we would like everybody to be shaving with safety razors there are there are for, uh, some people just aren't comfortable with safety razors some people just don't particularly like shaving but they like to to shave with something that looks and feels good so there'll, there'll always be a market for for cartridge razors yeah um, so and so, um I think companies like Harry's and Cornerstone seem to be uh, selling uh, subscription uh, services uh, using cartridge razors, and there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, uh, there's plenty of room for uh, you know for, for, for safety razors in, in the markets, and, uh, and of course the uh, traditional, uh, well, more, more more usual um, uh, plastic cartridge razors. So, Paul, I was going to ask you about entering the digital world. I mean, you say you're a web designer by trade or the, something that you brought a skill that you brought into the game for uh, wild and heart how best can you leverage say social media to drive traffic to a website in your experience it's uh, it's it's vital when i first started out as uh, as a graphic designer back in the uh, uh, sort of very early 1990s 
Um, we were waiting. Uh, we all heard about uh, this thing called the internet and what it was cap capable of. And um, I've been lucky enough to be involved in designing websites since the uh, mid 1990s and seeing the explosion of social media. It's just driven, driven traffic to websites before you still have to advertise in print to get people to um, go to your website or, or you know, hand out uh, business cards to, you know, to, to anybody that would, uh, would care to listen to you. But now it's, it is, yeah, it's, it's the, the way you connect is, is, is brilliant. And uh, for every e commerce website, it's, it's absolutely vital. And, and, and driving um, so more business customers and just getting a message out it's, you know, for new mm. products and uh, and services that you've got. It's yeah, yeah. Do you find one? Do you find one platform works best over any other? I mean, I know you're you're on Instagram, and again, people can check out Wild and Heart on the Instagram and Facebook. Is there one that you prefer? Enjoy. Um, Instagram actually, um, we seem to have a lot better results with with Instagram. I don't quite know why. Um, but it's, it's um, but I thought that perhaps Instagram would be uh, bringing to a younger market that might not be too too in touch with the uh, you know, with, uh, with shaving um, mm. with high end shaving. But no, uh, proved wrong. Started to uh, open the open accounts, started to put some photos up, and uh, yeah, lots of comments and lots of uh, and it does drive traffic and sales. Nice. And Facebook tends to use that a bit less now, but Instagram certainly is is the uh, is the preferred social media platform. Okay, interesting. And you built the website yourself? Yes, yes. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's one cost I didn't have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, built, built the website and uh, maintain it. And, yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's looking, uh, still looking quite strong. It's image strong, which helps. I always like a, a website where the images are really strong. If someone's got their own product and they've, they're coming to market with a brand, how best can they get an e-commerce site off the ground? Is there, is there something that you use, a particular platform at all? Well, I think um, anybody in the industry would have heard of uh, platforms like Shopify and, and Wix. So there's plenty of these template-driven e-commerce websites. So, um, so it, it's, it's very easy to, to create an e-commerce website. The difficulty is, uh, is getting one which is really well-designed and then driving traffic to it. Um, is that where people uh, give you a call? So they'll be DMing you now for uh, <laughs> some website builds. Well, I, 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 I still, I still do uh, occasionally indulge in. Uh, yeah, so I, I still quite miss um, not getting involved in in website design. So when uh, friends or family comes to me with a project, I'll, I know, so occasionally I, uh, I, 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 I get back into it again. Right. Uh, but it's, it's so much easier now. Even in the last four or five years, I've, 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 I've noticed. Um, it's just very slick and uh, you know it, the, the payments uh, side of it as well is now is, is very very easy very automated yeah. and very secure so um, yeah e-commerce e e really has especially um, over what's happened uh, the last 12 months lots more people are selling online and I think every e-commerce website is, has, has done well especially over the last six months and is there one that you've been using for your site I um, oh, oh, still keeping with uh, trying to get everything as British as possible. There was a company called uh, uh, called Shopwide, based in the Midlands, and I use their uh, their template driven uh, website platform. And two other uh, e-commerce websites that I have a hand in also use um, on the same platform. Ah, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, good plug for yeah. you guys, Shopwide. Well, nice to keep everything British and under one roof. Absolutely, yes. 
And Paul, on the website, it says that Wild and Heart are part of the Made in Britain initiative scheme set up by the government. Can you talk a bit about that, please? What is the Made in Britain initiative? Yeah, yes, yes. It's 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 um, yes, yeah, the uh, it's the Made in Britain campaign, and it's uh, uh, yes, a group of politicians and business people have got together to to, to drive this uh, initiative. And uh, Wild and Heart got involved with that probably four or five years ago when it was still fairly fairly young. Um, in fact, I was lucky enough, they, they asked me to, to write an article uh, for their website back in October, November about uh, the impact of, uh, of, of, uh, of COVID, really. And, and um, so, yes, yeah, so I, was, I was quite honoured to, to be asked to, to do that. Um, right. But, yes, yeah, so there's, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of um, initiatives which, which the governments are involved with in trying to promote um, British manufacturing. And, and do they uh, fund yeah. it? Do they invest in it, the government? No, no, they, 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 they don't. Um, this is where it's, it's, it, it's a bit, it's a bit tricky. I mean, the, the government say yes, they, 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 uh, they heavily invest in, in British manufacturing. They, 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 they probably do into you know, for certain individuals and businesses, but there doesn't seem to be any any sort of major collective. Um, so it's 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 something which could be improved. The government needs to do more, uh, essentially. Right. And um, and uh, websites like Made in Britain um, sort of just knock on the door saying, "No, come on, we're here. So we need some more, need some more help." Right, interesting. Well, certainly worth checking out. And along with all the other great products, Paul, it's been a fascinating chat. Thanks for walking me through the brand. Again, the website Wild and Heart. How many times did I say Wild at Heart? I think I only said it once, <laughs> <laughs> apart from just then. <laughs> where does the, where does the name come from then? Well, it's um, it's 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 derived when I was uh, with, uh, with, a, with a friend of mine. We were um, yeah, we were sat in a couple of uh, uh, well, a couple of pubs uh, in, uh, in in London, uh, the White Hart, and and then there's the uh, the Oscar Wilde Bar in uh, uh, in, uh, in Piccadilly. So it's nice. uh, derived from yeah, derived from those two uh, drinking establishments. Nice. Do you miss London at all? I do, I do. I uh, I lived there during uh, most most of my twenties, uh, but being a Midlander, I always wanted to to come back to the Shires. Uh, but I do, I do miss it. I do travel back a lot, especially on business. Um, there's a couple of shops at Stock uh, Stock Razors, Dr Harris, uh, and Telegraph Bond Street. Uh, they stock our products, and um, yeah, I, I do. I do try and get down uh, as often as I can. Yes. Is the aim to get more of Wild and Heart into barbers and, and and groomers in London? Is is that an area that you're looking to pursue, or is it more kind of gifting and retail and and that end of the spectrum? Well, it's it's definitely more more gifting. Um, we were not because of the uh, of how you know of, of, of the amount of uh, of craftsmanship which goes into the products. It's not a particularly high volume business. We do. Uh, uh, it's relatively lowish volume, but very high quality. But we do um, we, we we do sell everything that we manufacture. And things are uh, things are building up. So I think we this year this year in twenty twenty one we'll need to probably double up on our on our manufacturing commitments. So oh, it's it's, de- it's definitely te- it's definitely taking off. It's just uh, difficult keeping uh, tabs uh, you know, control of the manufacturing and the polishing and the packaging and making sure that uh, when orders come in that they are all, all sat here ready in the office ready to be picked and packed did you design the packaging as well 
Yes, yes, I mean, yes, I'm a bit of a control freak. Yes, I don't let anybody else near anything crazy. <laughs> How are you going to delegate when this becomes a multi-billion pound empire? Oh, I don't know. My, 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 my wife says that to me. She says, I'll, I'll never sell it. I'll never sell it. I'll want to keep control. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't worry. I'll figure out how to clone myself by then. There'll just be another <laughs> couple of versions of me handling every other facet of the business. Yeah. Awesome. Well, best of luck with it. Paul, uh, I think you've got a great product and brand on your hands and uh and i hope to see more of it in the shops and uh, on the shelves in the future peter thank you it's been a pleasure talking to you great you too take care paul have a good night bye-bye see you mate thank you paul and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the menswear style podcast if you like what you hear why not leave a review it does help our egos don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode and all content pertaining to fashion watches travel lifestyle grooming especially over at www.menswearstyle.co.uk and we're on the social at menswear style of course and if you want to be a guest on the show maybe come on tell us about your brand your journey you can email us here at info at menswearstyle.co.uk until next time